My name is Allison Sutter, and you're listening to the Accelerate Your Mojo podcast, where you'll learn how to move past the perfectionism and doubt that is stopping you from sharing your high vibration vision and teachings with the world. This podcast is for all you intuitive introverts out there, the light workers, energy healers, empaths, sensitives, and clairsentients who struggle with making the decisions that will move you forward on your journey as a spiritual teacher. Fear is stopping you from creating the experiences you want, but you're sick and tired of the discomfort that comes with holding yourself back and you're ready to make a change. You're ready to make stuff happen for yourself with a lot less struggle and a ton more joy. After seven years in the spiritual and personal development coaching industry, I discovered the secrets to consistently moving away from doubt, limiting beliefs, and fear when they show up. After years of trial and error, I finally figured out how to consistently align with my higher self and trust my intuition, making it so much easier to create the experiences that I desire in real time. I'll tell you all about these secrets and more in this podcast. To enroll in my free AYM introductory class, go to www.allisonsutter.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast today so you don't miss any of the amazing episodes. Okay, so Laura, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. We're going to talk about resonance. And as I've said on the other, I've shifted my podcast to be more when when I'm doing this with the guests, it's about feeling the resonance of the guest. It is not about their resume. It is not about you know, trying to interpret who they are through words or labels. It's about feeling the sensation of what a listener gets from the guest. So we're going to talk about resonance because you have um, some experience with this. So tell me about your experience with resonance. So first of all, I kind of want to maybe define resonance from my perspective. And for me, resonance has to do with sort of meeting and matching that frequency, my frequency to whoever or whatever it is I'm trying to connect to on the other side. So once we sort of make that connection, we're resonating with each other and it makes communication that much easier. That's the easy part. The hard part is getting to that point where you can resonate with whoever it is on the other side that you're wanting to connect to. So that um, is sort of what takes practice. Uh, that's, that's the part that I think many people have questions about. Um, and I think it's extremely normal. I had that same question myself. Uh, sort of without realizing that was the question that I was asking when I started this whole, my whole journey. Uh, For me, it was more of how do I hone in on my intuition better? How do I learn to listen to it better? 
Uh, and then that turned into actually learning how to resonate with the other side. And when I say other side, I'm referring to uh, who I like to call the soul team. We, everybody has a soul team and that's spirit guides, angels, uh, ancestors, higher self, source, uh, and more. There's definitely more, but that's sort of who I tend to bring up regularly. Um, and I just, you know, we have this whole team that that we can resonate with, uh, and they're there to guide us, support us, and love us. Uh, and so what happened was when I wanted to hone in on my intuition more, uh, I it, it led me to resonating with my soul team uh, better, more, or, or something like that. I just helped that communication become stronger to set, to then lead me to where I am today. So it sort of, for me, inadvertently happened, um, at the beginning of, of my, my journey. Do you think this was part of your sort of contract before you became an earthly being? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I full heartedly believe that because, before I even, before, where I am today, I had inklings of I, the idea that this was my, what I was meant to do earlier in my life. Uh, I can see in retrospect how my interests in spirituality at a young age, how my um, you know experience with uh, dream visitations with people who have passed meeting my spirit guides in my dreams, the desire to want to meet my spirit guides in my dreams, the interest of watching mediums on TV and feeling so emotional about that and, and almost really wanting to be able to do that myself. There were so many things that I can see now looking back in my life that led me to this moment that it's, it's hard not to believe that this was the plan for me all along. And I truly believe that uh, this was the plan that was discussed between myself and my team prior to coming into this life. Mm. That's so when do you think that you actually kind of that became an aha moment for you? Because I remember having a deep, deep, you know, yearning to be sort of a medium, to be a conduit. And there was this, but there was doubt when I, you know, for many, many years. Um, and then I actually had kind of a, it's almost a relaxation. It's it's not a big, uh, it's like where the, the, the trying stops and the allowing begins. It's like these crossroads. So did you have a point like that at some point in your journey where it just became easier? Yeah, um, I definitely did. Uh, gosh, I would probably say it's probably been a, about a year and a half to two years ago that uh, um, I uh, made that decision to want to hone in on my intuition more. Something in my life happened where I felt it in my gut, I shouldn't have done it. And I did it anyways. And it, it got me into some trouble. <laughs> and so uh, it was at that moment, I'm like, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. Why did I go against it? How do I hone in on this more? And I keep saying hone in because that was literally the verbiage that I used back then. Um, and so what happened was I, I went to visit um, 
a, a psychic. <laughs> and this was, this was probably more uh, because out of curiosity, I did have questions for her too, in regards to maybe some direction and what I can do to uh, become better in tune with my intuition. But um, that meeting with her was uh, a life changer for me. Um, because it was so simple. All she said was, I just want you to start meditating. That was it. And I didn't meditate before that because I'm a scaredy cat. And I was afraid that I would open myself up and be vulnerable to evil, <laughs> evil beings that would take over my body. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was afraid of, but I was, I was scared of being vulnerable in that sense. And so I never meditated also sort of my, um, my, my, my interpretation of meditating at that time was, you know, you got to do it for hours on end. And I'm like, I don't have hours. You know, I just, I just, there were just so many things that I sort of uh, made excuses for not to do it. So she said, she wanted me to start meditating. And she assured me, which is all I needed to hear that I am loved and protected. And so I, I soon after I started meditating. And that was my, my game changer. After I started meditating, it was like things rewired in my brain without me realizing it, things rewired. And I was able to, uh, you know, connect more. I, um, I first learned that I, about that I was channel writing. <laughs> I, this was from another psychic who a few friends of my of, of mine, we decided to have a Scorpio birthday party because a few of us are Scorpios. And we were like, Oh, how fun would it be to have a psychic come? So we had a psychic come. And we each got a reading with her. And she told me um, that she knew I was in school, which I was and that she's like, you know, you you're doing a good job in school. I, I know you are. Um, you're you can pat yourself on, on the back. But just know that you're actually getting a lot of that information channeled through you. And that's why you're doing pretty good in school. So I was like, okay, but I was fascinated by that. I thought it was so amazing because I myself also had that same realization that, wow, I feel like the writing is, is coming to me naturally. And that was the part of going back to school that I was most worried about because I didn't consider myself a very strong writer before that. Um, but then now I'm back at school and I'm like writing and I'm doing pretty well. I'm like, gosh, it just feels like it's flowing really well. So I felt that what she said was justified. I, I felt that it, that, that was correct. So it's, I went home and I started practicing channel writing and channel writing is like a form of meditation because you really get in the zone. You're focused on the writing. Um, so you're, you don't really have the time to, uh, you know, interpret or question what's coming through, or it's at least easier to sort of suppress that part of the channel writing process. So the channel writing got me connected with my team a lot more. Um, I started to uh, realize when they were communicating with me and I would acknowledge that. So this was all around a, about a year and a half, two years ago that this started happening. And then um, I started taking classes with uh, energy healing. And again, just, I felt like it was another way to communicate and open that up um, because you work with people's teams when you do that. Uh, and then I um, started taking mediumship courses. And I'll admit I was a scaredy cat about that too. I didn't want to, to be a medium though. I wanted to be a medium. I don't, <laughs> somehow that doesn't make sense, but it does yeah. for me um, because I was 
scared. I was like, well, if I open that part up, am I going to start to see ghosts or am I going to start to be like, you know, are, am I going to start to attract all these things? I can't get rid of. I just had all these thoughts. I was a big scaredy cat, but anyway, but I, but I still, I listened to my intuition because I, I told myself I'm going to practice and tune into it. And I decided to uh, start practicing mediumship um, through like Facebook groups or, you know, different uh, courses, Hey House, that kind of thing. And um, I was doing an energy healing for uh, a friend. And during that healing, uh, a woman popped into my brain and I was able to get some information from her, but I didn't want to get too much because I didn't want it to be about that. This was about the healing for my friend. So after the healing was done, I you know, we discussed and went over how the healing went. Uh, and then I asked my friend, you know, I, I just have to, this is very random, but I just have to ask, you know, um, ha has someone like this, you know, passed? And I explained the woman that I saw and the sensations that I got. And she was like, oh yeah, that sounds like so-and-so who passed three months ago from, you know. So for me, she came in crystal clear. She was able to confirm with a photo. It was crystal clear. It, lo it looked, I could have, I could have easily picked her from a lineup because of how clear she came to me. That was a very profound moment in my mediumship journey. And ever since then, it's just strengthened. Uh, and for me, what has been very helpful is being able to practice. And that's scary too. Uh, putting yourself out there. I started with, uh, you know, friends, um, and that was very helpful. I started with uh, people with the caveat of I'm very new to this, so I'm practicing. So thank you for allowing me to practice with you. But taking that big jump from having these experiences to taking it a step further and practicing it with other people uh, is probably one of the scariest jumps anybody in this sort of work can take but it's the most important and it's the one that's going to take you the furthest um, because when you start to practice, you start to really get a sense of what it feels like, especially when you start getting the validations, uh, then it just gives you further um, confidence to uh, that you're, you're connecting correctly. And, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I, I'm hesitant to put too much emphasis on that because um because it's really important to not do the work to be right. <laughs> it's exactly, important to do yeah. the work for the person, you know? So I really, I, I hesitate on, uh, I don't want to give that false expectation to anybody who is on a similar journey with, with mediumship um, that, uh, that it's about the validation. It's not, it's very helpful for you to grow and to help the next person. Um, uh, but it's not what the, what it's all about. So anyway. Well, there's two things that I kind of want to, so uh -huh. if somebody is new to mediumship or channeling or they mm -hmm. want to, or they simply want to understand the process, there's two things that I think are kind of important to understand. And the first you touched on several times, it's no coinky dinky that we're going to, that's my question, but like, <laughs> um, the, the concept of knowing you're safe, because there's a lot of talk in spirit, like you go to the television and you can watch spooky stories about, you know, negative energies and negative spirits. And it's no wonder somebody might be fearful. But in my experience, 
there's only love on the other side. There isn't this human projection of evil and ghosts chasing you and haunting you. It's like, there's love, there's love and there's love and there's love. And so if you want to go down this route, you will only find love unless there's, here's my, unless you are looking to perceive it otherwise, because we create our own reality. So I completely agree with that. Absolutely. And I, I tell anybody who is curious about this work or has those same sort of hesitations uh, with pursuing mediumship or anything like that, that when you, when you go in with the intention, right, the intention of doing this work out of love, out of compassion for the person that you're doing it for with your loving team from the other side with their loving team from the other side, you are already in an environment that can't allow anything less in and anything less would be the, the, the lower vibrational things that we would relate it to like fear or anger or hatred, jealousy, those sorts of things. As soon as you are in that, in that intention of working with loving beings, you're already in a space of love. I will say I, most of my mediumship instructors, um, I, actually I'd, I'd been, I'd venture to say all of them, uh, have never encountered an uh, evil quote unquote evil spirit doing this work. Um, they have only, and for the thousands, this is for the thousands of readings that they've done, the years that they've been doing um, this practice, they've never come across anything evil or scary like that. Uh, but I think a lot of it is intention. Well, true. It also, and there's there are many layers of things that are happening because in the context of you know the universe, all that is exists. And so if a person had a thought at one time that was a negative thought, and you yourself are resonant with that thought, you can interpret that thought. And it seems as if perhaps a, a there's a consciousness or a spirit or an energy that is trying to, you know, connect on a ne negative level. But in my understanding, that's only our perception of something that exists within the context of all that is. And so we can encounter anything we want within that context. I mean, if we're looking for, you know, if we just watched a show on Netflix and now we're all spooked out and we're looking for a reason to explain to ourselves that there are negative ghosts or energies, well, then you'll probably have some sort of experience because that's what you're looking for. But in, in my experience, when my mom passed on when I was 20, I, I had a glimpse of what this quote unquote other side is. And it is, we don't take that stuff with us. There isn't any negative, like we perceive it. There is only this super loving, encompassing energy. And so if somebody wants to explore this, that's what they should expect. They should expect, you know, ideas, um, images, things. And that's the next thing I want to talk about, because that is the thing that I really wanted to know the most about when I first started this was, you know, I'd watch, um, I think there's, there is some like Hollywood psychic or something. There's this kid and he's like super famous. I don't remember his name. Tyler Henry. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and great. yeah. And I remember watching him amongst other people that do this work. And 
it finally occurred to me that all they're doing is translating vibration into images and it comes through in the imagination. And so you can trust what's coming through because it's using your imagination as a vehicle. So that's literally what he was doing was getting ideas or words or sounds or images. And it's that, it's that layer of translation between one vibration to the next. And in our head, it, it comes through as a sound or an image or something, you know, what's your experience with that? Yeah, for me, it's the same. I do, I get images when I connect to the other side. Uh, I do get sound occasionally, lots of knowing and lots of sensing. Um, but it's definitely a, a lot. They, the spirit uses your life experiences, your interpretations of things, your perspective on things in order to then communicate what it is that they're trying to say so that you can perceive it correctly to give to the sitter or the person that you're reading for. Uh, so, you know, life experience and, and perception interpretation, it's, it's a huge part in, in, in this work. Uh, there, everything is gray. There's no black and white. There's no, there's no manual. <laughs> there's no manual mm -hmm. of how to do this. And even if you feel like um, you, you have it down and, and it, it changes, it changes. Changes. It's constantly on your toes, constantly learning and changing. Um, but life also changes. Your perspectives in life also change too. Your experiences in life also change as well. So, you know, that's that's really really huge. And yes, uh, for me also, uh, spirit uses sort of the same area of my brain that that you know uses imagination. So it comes to me uh, as if like I were daydreaming. Uh, that's how I see it, um, or, uh, you know, can sense it or anything like that. It's, it's kind of more, more like that. So because of that, uh, sort of the fear that I had before of, you know, what opening up and in, in practicing mediumship would do really was put to rest the first time I had a mediumship experience, because I realized it was so much less obvious and profound than what I was expecting or, or worried about. It was very much like an idea popped in my head or a thought or a picture like that's it. <laughs> and then it's just, and then it was just up to me to be brave enough to ask if it was right or resonated. Well, if you think about it, there is no difference between mediumship and everyday life because we're constantly blip. There's an idea, blip. There's a thought. I mean, there is no difference between we are mediums, all of us, and we're translating vibration into thought, you know, possibly the only difference is you're working with personality essences, consciousness that have a determining sort of human personality factor to them that then want to communicate through your library, your catalog of meaning, um, a message to somebody who's, you know, sitting for this reading. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I, we're constantly getting signs thrown at us. We're constantly, uh, you know, being communicated through our intuition, whether it's uh, past loved ones or from our soul team, we're, we're constantly, we, we, we're constantly connected to them, but it's just a matter of if we're picking up on those signs or not, or if we just think it's just coincidence or uh, an accident or um, don't even give it any thought at all whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, 
we're, we're all definitely, we're all definitely connected. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And then I would imagine that, you know, for me, it's always, it's been that the more that you do, and I don't do the same kind of channeling that you do. I do do a different kind, but the more that you present ideas that you've received to other people and then they validate it. Like when you and I were talking on the intuition thing, I asked for a message for my soul guides and you interpreted almost, almost verbatim the, the same kind of concept that I had received myself in terms of what my current, you know, role is amongst the earthly beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's because for me, that's because the the message, it's the same team giving the same, me- the message is the same regardless of who's giving it or receiving it. So, uh, I, you know, it's great to have that, that validation, but um, I think it's also important to know that they're going to give us whatever messages we're supposed to hear. You know, we really, they, I don't know it's like they have, they have um, just a, they have such a, a different objective perspective from being on the other side with everything that's going on in our lives, more specifically with our soul teams that, you know, we may go in with a question wondering, uh, you know, should I, should I pursue this job or that job? But the answer may not be so go with job A versus job B. It, it, it could be maybe m- much more philosophical, or it could be uh, not even about that. The message could be about something completely different that they know we actually really need the guidance on instead. Um, so, you know, I just, I really love when I'm doing my live readings on social media, when I get the vague, any messages for me question, because I feel like, um, one, there's always a message, um, because everybody has a team and everybody's living a life. So there's always a message. And two, I just, I think that they're going to give whatever message they want, regardless. (laughs) So, um, I always like those, those open, vague, questions. I'm not, I'm not uh, scared of those at all because it's not me. I I'm just an interpreter. I'm just like a translator. I just deliver what it, whatever it is. I don't even have to know uh, the, the person's name. I just have to hear the question, have the intention of whoever that's for and, and, and give it. And the message still comes through. So let's talk about, trust. let's talk about time. And then I want to talk about your book because, and the reason I say time is because I believe first of all, that time is, different since we've been in quarantine to our relationship to time is different, which gives us a little bit more understanding of what happens in relation to time, to the consciousness that exists, not focused in this reality, because this is a time space reality. And when you're not here, you're not in the same, (laughs) you're not in time space reality that we know of. Um, (laughs) So when we were doing the intuition masterclass, we filmed it in, I think it was December. And then the people came in February and we had delivered a message for the people who were going to show up at this masterclass a couple months later. So one might say, well, how is that possible? How is that accurate? You know, they might wrestle with this concept of time, you know, but the accuracy exists outside of time and space, right? Is that your interpretation too? Oh. My gosh. Yeah. And just hearing you say that recording in December for people in in February, it just gave me chills because I just feel so aligned with that. It just resonated so well. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of it, you know, for people who maybe this whole concept of 
time versus no time and quantum physics, all that stuff. I think for, for people who are, are new to that concept, have never heard of that concept, don't understand that concept. I feel like a lot of it can maybe be equated to, um, uh, like for example, um, it, in a religion or Christianity, just, you know, God has a plan for me, you know, something like that. I just feel like it, it's, it's similar to the sense that there's a plan and, um, it, it, it's going to, uh, work out or, um, unfold how it's meant to hopefully here's the, the, the caveat to that is that we have free will. So we could have easily been, you know, recording for that class in December, uh, with, um, you know, the, the, the intention for whoever was supposed to show up in February to receive those, those, the information from those classes, but they could have easily at the time of the class changed their mind (laughs) and done something else, even though they felt that nudge to, uh, you know, tuning in, um, they could have easily said, no, I don't want to, because we have free will. Uh, so, you know, plans are always constantly changing. And I think that, um, but that's okay because things still seem to, uh, work out. We always seem to maybe, we, we always want to be realigned. I feel like it's no different from uh, homeostasis and the body or mother nature and trying to find that balance. Uh, this, our, our life path is no different. So I feel like, uh, you know, if, if we make these decisions and we go against our intuition, uh, we get many chances to go get back on our path and get realigned and feel good and feel balanced and light and energy energized again. Like we get those chances. Uh, so even though we have <laughs> free will um, to, to make different decisions, I feel like uh, as long as we go back to what feels intuitively aligned with us, uh, then we, no matter what choices we make, we'll get, we'll get back on track. Yeah, there's no, no, there's no FOMO yeah. in the spirit world. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, exist. there really isn't really. And it shouldn't exist at all to begin with that competition, everything, because we are all on our own path and we're all going to, you know, do and, and, and mix with people and things and whatever it is that we're supposed to do. It's all going to happen the way it's supposed to uh, just, we're all on our different journeys, but, you ever but watch- connected. Yeah. Do you ever watch the Marvel? Do you watch the Marvel comics? Do you ever see any of those movies? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Have you seen the, I think his character, I think his name is flash. It's the one that's oh. that, that, uh, do you know what I mean? Like really, he, he's really fast. Yeah, really fast. And so they have yeah. these shots of him like moving throughout time on a hyper warp speed, you know, yeah. where the rest, everybody else is slowed down. That's sort of kind of what the spirit guys do. I mean, they're always there. They, they move yeah. in a different way than we humans do. And, and so if you think you've, mm-hmm. you know, oh, God, I missed out on that thing. I was supposed to be there. No, actually, don't worry. They've already, they, they already have your back. They're already out in front of you <laughs> waiting yeah. for the next, you know, path that you're on. Absolutely. I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Um, and without realizing that there's so much working for us in the background there's so there's so many beings and 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 energy and everything's working for us in the background there's so much pressure on ourselves but you know um i will say that even though you know i when i do when i do my work when i do my readings everything i'm working with and for 
spirit I'm working with and for the, for the sitter in front of me, uh, I feel like an, a liaison. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's still a struggle to be able to just let my ego uh, set it aside and just be that clear vessel, that, that clear conduit and trust that, that I'm just part of the process. Um, because it's hard because one, I'm human. And two, I'm the, I'm the face of my team, right? That's what the person in front of me sees. So there's a little bit of pressure with that, but, but I do feel like we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and it's, it's so important to constantly remind ourselves to trust and surrender to, to the, the process within reason, mm-hmm. within reason. It doesn't mean don't do anything. Uh, you still have to do the work, but do the work that feels aligned. So I want to talk about your book for a few minutes and then, okay. then we're going to talk about a possible reading for the listeners and we'll explain again how that's possible because they will be listening to it in their own time, in their own country, you know, two months from now, eight months from now, and they'll be like, how's that possible? So let's talk about the yeah. book first. So you just wrote a book. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about what's thank it about. You. Uh, so my book, uh, fittingly, is about uh, intuition and ego, and uh, how I use personal experiences from my life to sort of showcase what it looks like when you don't listen to your intuition and you maybe uh, listen to ego more, or when you do listen to I- intuition despite ego. Um, and, and not to give ego a bad rap, but it's just sort of the, the comparison. I feel like that's easy for us to understand. Um, but I, I use personal life experiences and, uh, you know, I try to show how listening to intuition, um, despite, uh, wanting to listen more to the ego to be safe and, um, comfortable, um, can lead to, can lead to beautiful things that can happen in your life. Amazing, loving things, and just a, a journey and a path that perhaps you never would have expected, uh, to have, but how aligned and how good it feels, how good it feels. Yeah. These are conversations that I think are, are so incredibly important because there are a couple of things that are sort of coming into, from my perspective, coming into the ether as, as opportunities for us. And some of them are just being honest with ourselves about who we really are. And we are, we are physical beings, you know, we are spiritual beings. We have these things called ego and it's not all bad. It's simply another facet of the personality. You know, there's, there's all of these opportunities to be more in tune, literally in tune with self integrity with self. Um, so I think it's, there's never been a better time to read a book about intuition, you know, and, and contrasting that with ego. And if you had to pick three things from the book, what, what three things would you pick to tell us about today? That we are, we don't have to feel alone, that we have our teams with us. They're there to guide us, support us, love us, communicate with us. Um, and that we are all so, so very much loved, so loved. And, uh, and it's important to s- share and speak spread that love with others and that uh, we have these breadcrumbs that are laid out for us that are intended for us to follow, to lead to a life of purpose, 
happiness, fulfillment. Uh, all we have to do is be brave enough to follow them. Yeah, I think that's that's super, um, I don't want to say important, because I think important is an ego, ego word. Impor- important says, sure. you know, it, it, I believe it's an ego word, but it's, it's if somebody was feeling alone, and I think each of us feels alone at some point, usually when we're feeling down, but if somebody's listening and they feel alone, or maybe they are physically alone, they live alone, that inviting the deeper connection with self and with soul guides is absolutely a way to feel fuller, to feel more connected. And that it isn't, our, I don't believe our connections physical to physical anyway. I think it's essence to essence. I mean, we wear these physical, you know, outfits, but essentially we're connecting from essence to essence. So if somebody is feeling lonely, you know, they can, they can open up to the conversation of being more aware of who they really are, of who is here with them. And, and, you know, even if you get scared, you don't have to go any farther with the thought. You can stop, you can pause, you can ask for safe validation, you can do all of those things, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, we, we don't, we don't give ourselves enough credit, uh, you know, being lonely and, and, and being alone, you know, there can be real, real beauty in that, uh, and being in your own energy. I don't think many of us just sit there and feel what it's like to be with ourselves and with our own energy. We are each light ourselves. You know, we are each a spark of source and, how, how wonderful is it that we get to spend the time with ourselves, uh, 24 seven. Um, so I think that, you know, it's really important to, especially now during this pandemic, when there's a lot of quarantining and isolation, um, it's really important to maybe take this time to look inward for satisfaction, for love. Uh, and for me, I, I keep getting the hit to share that, uh, that it's through meditation. It's through meditation to really feel what it's like to be sitting in your physical body with your energy in that very moment, you know, feel, know what that feels like. Um, And when you're able to do that, it's easier to discern what others energy feels like, what your team's energy feels like. And I wanted to make a comment too, on what you were saying about, uh, you know, yes, we're physical beings, but it's more about the essence of each other. I feel like that's been proven during these times, you know, everything's on zoom. Now everything is virtual. Uh, yet I don't feel any less connected to the person on the other side of the screen than if we were physically sitting right in front of each other. Um, you know, yes, we having a hug, it feels good. You know, those sort of physical things, but, uh, I would say this is, this is next best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so if, so we're, you're, I'm going to ask for a soul team reading for the listeners. And so again, the listeners need to just sort of set aside their current concept of time being somehow important to the message and receive the message in whatever time and space that they are listening to it. 
Yeah. The, uh, so what's coming through for anybody at any time is, is, is the emphasis needs to be placed on the relationships we have with people. There's a lot of worry, uh, concern, self-doubt with work, uh, material items, uh, house. There's all these concerns that we're losing sight on what's really important. And it's the relationships that we have with people. So really the biggest message right now that's coming through is don't forget the relationships with the people because you know, the, the, the job may change, the house may change, the car is going to change, the, <laughs> the bedspread is going to change. Like every, everything changes, but the people, the connections, that's what we, that's what we will always have in this life and in, in between lives and the next life. That's, that's what's going to matter. That's what's going to be what, what really gives the impact in, in our lives. Just really, uh, just a lot of emphasis on um, love and patience and kindness to other people, you know, get rid of the road rage, get rid of the avoidance, get rid of not wanting to, uh, you know, interact with somebody because you don't want to get, you know, sucked into their story. Or if you see somebody who's having a bad day, of ignoring them or, you know, get, we need to get rid of all that. We need to get into the mind frame that we are all so, so interconnected, so connected. My energy affects your energy affects everyone's energy. And this actually goes with animals too. Uh, they're telling me that it, that it's all living things, nature, trees, everything, everything has energy and we affect everyone's energy. So why not affect it positively with love and peace and concern and compassion. Beautiful. So last thought before we kind of close it though, is if somebody is still mm -hmm. having trouble with the concept of resonance, which is where we started. So that's where I'm going to finish. It is as easy to understand resonance as it is to understand how you found this podcast, because this podcast exists on a frequency it's in a particular frequency location and it's called Buzzsprout. <laughs> and somehow you encountered this frequency as easily as scrolling through your phone or somebody forwarded it to you. There was absolutely no work to connect with this frequency, which is the way it should feel when you're connecting with the frequencies of your soul team or a loved one who is quote unquote, beyond the veil or on the other side of the veil or what, however we term it, but it's that easy. Oh, I could not agree with you more. And I think that's probably why so many, many of us will brush off that uh, communication that may be coming through because it is so easy. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, hearing a song on the radio that reminds you of your loved one. It's that easy. Yes. I mean, the resonance is, is literally that, um, that, that, uh, frequent effortless, effortless, for effortless, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We are, we are tied to the concept of hard. We like things to be hard. We give trophies to people who work really hard. It's like hard, 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 hard. And I think that's dissolving a little bit. I think we're beginning to realize it doesn't have to be that hard. It can be effortless. It can be easy. Abundance is 
is everywhere, even from this concept of connecting with the frequencies that we can't see. So, so I would encourage anyone to get a hold of Laura for a reading if you would like to further that, you know, experience. And then your book will be out soon. I'll have your, you know, where to connect with you after this, after we, after we're done talking and where they can find you and your website and all of that. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Allison. Thanks for being here. Laura West is a registered nurse, psychic medium, healer, and intuitive. Laura's spiritual journey truly began over 20 years ago. It started with a dream visitation from Jesus, asking her to spread his word. Having been brought up in both the Christian and Jewish faiths, she struggled to understand why her and what he meant by this. A couple of years later, her grandmother passed from cancer. The same night of her passing, She visited Laura in a dream, saying she was all better. Her grandmother's illness and passing ignited the flame inside of her to have a profession in the medical field. It was also the start of dream visitations from other friends and family members who had passed over the years, including a dream where she met her spirit guide, Jason. Fast forward to the present, Laura's spiritual journey has taken off. With the found ability to receive messages of love and wisdom from soul teams and past loved ones, and an aptitude for energy healing, she has been able to lovingly transform her way of life by following the intuitive breadcrumbs laid out by her soul team. She is now ready to share the message that she was asked to spread all of those years ago. The message of love.